Welcome to another episode of The Selective Podcast. I'm your host, XR Arguello. And this week we have another interview episode, this time with my good friend, Josh Galdo. You all may know him uh, on Instagram, Where's Galdo? And he's also on YouTube. Uh, kind of a newcomer in the fashion space with YouTube. And uh, honestly, one of the nicest people I've met in and around this space. So it's going to be a good conversation. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? What is up? What is up? Howdy. Uh, I'm doing just fine. Doing great. Doing, uh, you know, just chugging along. Yeah, no, man. How you been? It's been a minute since we actually spoke, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit. Uh, things are going good. You know, the, the still working on the blog and, and the podcast is doing well. So, um, you know, just trying to interview uh, creators in the space. And, and you're one of the guys I wanted to get on and, and talk about, you know, YouTube and your personal style and um, kind of like the crazy year that we've all had. But I mean, honestly, for you, too, I mean, this year has been really big for you, hasn't it? It really has. And truly, like, thank you so much for even just acknowledging that I exist on any sort of platform, just because I've been doing, I mean, obviously, I've loved fashion for a while, uh, probably, I don't know, I'm 25 now. So like, maybe a good decade into it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I've only just started my YouTube channel, almost actually, I'm coming up on a full year, mm -hmm. come the 24th around that. And this year has been like truly like partially challenging, uh, well, for the most part challenging, but also like some really great growth, mm -hmm. really great, um, <clears throat> things coming about and yeah. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's just like, I've been able to yeah. do something with what I love and it's, it's really just kind of keeping me afloat, you know? For sure. For sure. And at the end of the day, you know, that's something that we, you know, we can all admire when people turn their passions into, into something more. Um, you know, when you and I had talked from my blog, we kind of, we kind of touched on this previously, but, uh, you know, just to get, just to get the audience a little bit more familiar with yourself, uh, I, I would best describe your personal style as a Japanese Americana, a little bit of avant-garde in there as well, uh, very muted tones, earth tones. Um, and, uh, uh, you are out of the, you are out in Vegas, and your style just just screams to me kind of like the American Southwest. So, you know, for the audience, how would you best describe your style? And, and and yeah, let's start there. Yeah, no, it's always like a really fun one to try and pinpoint um, both my style and anyone else's style. I've always like been super interested in other people describing how I dress. Yeah, because like the different interpretations and everything. But how did uh, I do? No, dude, I think you got it spot on. Oh, okay, um, okay. Really, the only way that I can describe my style is like personally is just uh, eclectic sometimes. Really just anything that I find interesting and fascinating, uh, I try to like throw into that. And Japanese Americana is absolutely one of like the day-to-day -day staples that I think I can go out in and uh, feel really good in just because it's like both welcoming to a lot of other people who like maybe um, that I just run into, yeah, uh, out here in Vegas, you know, like, like you said, the Southwest, um, it's really just not out of the ordinary and then kind of trying to throw a little bit of Japanese, um, like yeah. appreciation for quality, uh, appreciation for patterning and things like that. And so I think it really like it, Japanese Americana, I think does really, really well, especially like particularly on the West coast of the U S um, right. And that's something that I find myself super comfortable in. But on the flip side of things, I also absolutely love, like you said, some avant-garde, just like throwing some things in there purely because of the unique shapes. Um, I like yeah. how it's kind of robbed of a lot of color most of the time, just because everything just kind of relies on both quality and shape. Mm. And 
only fairly recently have I been able to kind of delve into that direction just because I, through uh, social media and yeah. the things that I've been able to do, I, I'm a lot more confident in trying to branch out, you know? Yeah. It's, it, and, and, you know, you touched on a lot of good points there, man. Um, uh, obviously like where you're from plays a big part in it too, but, um, really with your style and, and we can get into this in a little bit with your YouTube as well, but you really try to, um, your style is, is very elevated, very well put together, but still has like a, um, still has like a, a raw grunginess feel to it sometimes. Um, I know you're big into denim patchwork, um, you know, and, and, and things of that nature that kind of lend itself to like a Japanese Americana style. Um, I know, I know you really like brands like Capital, Visvum. You've also dabbled in Rick Owens and some other things of that nature. So it's kind of like an amalgamation of, of, of a lot of things, which I think is cool. And, uh, I think within like the past, well, I would say, I think you've been really confident with, with your style. Like, I think people can, can kind of, you know, can look at your Instagram and say, okay, this guy has it figured out. Um, in your mind, when would you say you kind of figured that out for yourself? Like, like when did you figure out what worked for you? That's super, super interesting because I have gone through so many different phases, so many different types of styles and like trying to just figure out where my style just lands, not only with other people, especially on social media, but more so like where I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely started off with like uh, sneakers and just street and hip hop in general. Back in high school, I was more so just kind of like, uh, my goal was to fit in. I wasn't very confident really at all growing up. And so it was more so my goal was to fit in. My goal was to look like the cool guy. And I know that's not really like the greatest thing to like do, but as like a 14. Yeah. When you're young, it, it's just kind of the way it works, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And as I started to kind of dress in different things, try to like, you know, save up some money, buy something, I realized that, you know, certain things kind of catch people's attention. And it really kind of like, when you wear something that maybe you've saved up for, when you wear something that has maybe been a goal for you, mm -hmm then it makes you that much more confident and kind of building that confidence only like accelerates you further into trying to do something different. And I never thought of myself as a creative person. I never thought of myself as a confident person, but as I got older, I finding the appreciation for certain subcultures, certain aspects of life. Um, like at one point I was like, yeah, starting off, it was definitely like hype beast culture that really kind of got me into it with street right. art and hip hop music. Right. And then, from there, I grew up um, actually listening to new metal and a lot of rock music. Yeah, yeah. So Counterculture stuff, I, that all influences it too. Exactly. And so I really, at one point, eventually got more into like boots, punk culture, grunge, things like that. And kind of basically developing and where my interests genuinely lie. You, I, I at least hope you can see kind of like a at least a little bit of inspiration. Right. Um, in what I wear today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, wearing clothes is a journey. It's, it's a journey of like yourself and finding out what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, me personally, I feel like I've kind of hit a place where like, I know it works for me and that's taken a long time. I'm 25 too. Right. So this isn't something that happened overnight. So, you know, for some of the viewers listening and, and you're looking to kind of see what works for you, I think you're a good testament to that is that it, it takes time. It, this isn't something that, you know, um, that you can figure out necessarily in one fashion cycle or even a year or a couple of years, you know, it, it, it takes time. 
Oh yeah, it takes it takes absolutely forever. And I, I gotta say, I think the style that you've been able to kind of accumulate up to to this point is like absolutely perfect for both like you saying you're from Texas mm. and your like body type, your proportions, everything looks so spot on. And it just takes time to develop that that taste, you know? Yeah, and, and the confidence too, to have like the confidence to to try to wear pieces that are, you know, a little bit out there and you know, that those are things that 100% take time and confidence. And speak, oh, yeah, 100%. speaking of confidence, man, um, you started a YouTube channel about a year ago. Um, and you know, one thing that I really like about your channel and, and we've touched on this before is that you like to kind of develop topics a little bit more. Um, you really like to take a different approach. It's not just, although you do have pickup videos and you know, you talk about pieces you're picking up. It's also about the history of X, Y, and Z, or you're looking into why this particular designer or a garment matters. Uh, was that kind of the goal from the beginning? Yeah. Uh, so I've been like consuming content on YouTube for, I mean, Ever. forever now. Like, you know, so as long as I've been into fashion, I've been using YouTube as my main um, kind of uh, way to consume most fashion, especially street culture and street right. fashion. And, oh man, like what I really was kind of wanting and craving just kind of, it's kind of a personal preference is that I was like, I love seeing these people that I looked up to at the time. I love seeing what they do and I love when they talk about it. And I noticed, I particularly noticed, I love when they're, they kind of delve deeper into it where there was more substance there than just the piece of clothing that they're showing, whether they show how it's made, what it's made of, um, what it means in terms of like, what's it, what it's inspired by. Right. And that was like my f absolute favorite thing. So that kind of got me into um, doing a little bit more research, kind of finding a little bit more meaning behind what I buy and what I put on my body. And so it's funny, you can find a lot of symbolism. You can find a lot of like just more traditional means and like, it means so much to some, but to others, when you're walking on the street, it's just another piece of clothing passing by but yeah. it makes me feel a lot more fulfilled when I know exactly what I'm putting on my body. And yeah. it's like, basically what I wear is a testament to what I find interesting and the values that I hold. And so that's kind of the feeling that I wanted to emulate in the videos that I do. I want to show that, you know, that yes, it's just clothes and it doesn't mean everything to a person, but if you put a little bit of thought, a little bit of effort into how you dress yourself, how you put yourself together, that can be that much more of a genuine representation of who you are on the outside, you know? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And your videos, I mean, you looked at kind of the history of different, um, different artists and brands. You've also looked at, you know, a guide to Levi's. I'm looking at your channel right now. I mean, you've done a bunch of stuff. Um, and I think it's a good mix of of stuff that I don't want to say it takes minimal effort to watch, but stuff that you can just like watch and like enjoy, but also stuff that makes you think as well. Um, and I'm assuming that's a balance that you have to kind of, uh, I guess, struggle with every time you want to make a video. I mean, in your mind, how do you come up with these topics? And um, are you ever scared to go, I guess, too in depth that you might lose people? 100% dude. Like, honestly, uh, as much as I want to avoid trying to, uh, make videos that I think will do well. I try to kind of keep that in the back burner because mm -hmm. all my, my true goal is to really just express what I like, express what I want to share. But obviously there is that, um, 
typical video, I pick, pick up videos, absolutely do by far the best on my channel um, yeah. regularly. Yeah. And it's not that I dislike doing pickup videos, but I know that it's necessary and it's necessary for growth. So I try to kind of balance it out. There will be videos. I mean, of course, I'm proud of every video that I do. Um, and I definitely put in the work and I want to make sure that everything is up to my own personal standards as best as I can do them. Right. But there are some videos that I just like, I like to do that don't perform all that well, but I think it's an important, uh, an important, uh, video to talk about mm. or something to bring up within that whole space of fashion, because everything in my eyes is connected yeah. and really it is just the general audience of me or any other fashion person in the space generally are people that are relatively younger, mm. you know, anywhere from like in their high school years to their early adult, maybe later adult. But mm. in that space, there's just so much psychology to go into that, you know, yeah. like there's so much development happening. And if you hit it at the right point, you get that right, um, you get that right inspiration, you get that right passion, you hit that sweet spot that can develop into something that thrives in the future, you know? And, and to be fair, I think people do have the time and the attention to want to consume content that is a little more, a little bit more in depth, a little bit more substantive. Um, I know you mentioned the pickup videos probably do a, a well, and I've noticed that with my blog too. Like when I write stuff that's just like pickups or when I write, um, you know, stuff that doesn't take as much research, it tends to do better. But the other stuff I like to write because it just makes me feel fulfilled in some way. Uh, that being said, I mean, there is still an audience for that. And I, you know, I don't want to sound like people, you know, like we're super pretentious and people don't want to listen, you know, to, uh, an in-depth explanation of Rick, <laughs> o, of Rick Owens or whatever, but there is an audience for that. And, and you found success with people who like that kind of content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely met and talked to and spoken to so many different people that are in my eyes, way more qualified than me to talk about things like this. Mm. And to be even considered as someone who has an opinion that's not necessarily important, but someone who has an opinion and appreciation that is that can be recognized mm. is probably one of the best feelings for me, you know? 100%. Um, well, in the past year, your YouTube channel has grown a lot. Um, you've had a lot of success with that. Um, but obviously, you know, you obviously have a full-time job and, and you're working outside of YouTube. So lately, you've kind of moved a schedule a little bit. I think you're doing bi-weekly now. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And how, how has that transition worked out? I think the last time we talked, you were, you were barely starting that. So, so how has that worked out for you? Do you feel like you have more time on these videos to work out some of these topics? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, weekly was a, a lot of fun to do. Um, and it really did kind of keep me on my toes. And, but I did feel a little bit rushed sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. I definitely could have developed some ideas better. I mean, you know, there's always, at least to me personally, I always think that it always could be better. There always can be work. Like there's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like upset. I'm not sad about what I put out. I'm never like really upset about it. I just look at it as that's the best I could do that time. Now from there, how can I make this better? I always will um, have my brother or my girlfriend watch my video mm -hmm. people who, well, my brother is like in high school and he uh, is thinks rather significantly different mm -hmm. um, from me. And so I'll say, hey, what do you think? Is this something that you'd watch? Is this something that, because my lens isn't the only one that matters here. Uh, and that's a lot of like social media and like, it's kind of like a, a sad truth to really kind of uh, yeah. realize yeah. 
but my lens isn't the only one that matters. So I want to get as many different people's opinions as I can. Mm. And my brother will give me feedback. My girlfriend, give me feedback, you know, things are going on like that. And really it's just, uh, I'm trying to gather all the information that I can. It's like a whole learning process. And Mm. I mean, every single time that I do a video, I want to make sure that it's something that first and foremost, I would enjoy watching personally. Yeah but I don't want to really just put on the blinders and be like, I'm making content specifically for me. I know a lot of people will say that, but like truly like you do have to like, in a sense, keep like take into consideration your viewers, the Mm. people that look at you because that matters a lot. Yeah. And I, and this is a good discussion for anybody who wants to get into YouTube and start that. And and speaking of of doing things that, that the viewers want to, I know recently you started vlogging, um, which was something that I think people have like really asked you to do in the past. And then, you know, really more recently is when you started doing it. Um, I have to ask, man, how is it like vlogging, taking a camera out to, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I have a hard time taking fit pics. I, I get so, like, yeah. I get like so scared and embarrassed. I know some people don't have that fear, but I do. So, you know, how was starting the vlogging and did that come about because recommendations from people who watch your stuff? Yeah, 100%. It came, I came purely by recommendation. I actually never wanted to do vlogs because mm-hmm. I never thought that um, my personality would come through too, too well. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, like when I do do vlogs, I'm not faking it. Obviously, this is me just being me. Right. But having a camera out and just talking to a camera, you get a lot of stares. Yeah. You get a lot of people just kind of like, what are you doing? Or some people will... I mean, if you're in a store, they'll be like, oh, can't record here. And I'm like, totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like there's a lot of limitations and a lot of things to like to contribute to a more social anxiety when it comes to vlogging, which is definitely why I don't really do it all that often. I always have to kind of like plan. I'm going to do this and I'm going to vlog this. But um, no, it's uh from the beginning of me doing YouTube saying that I will never do vlogs and <laughs> to now I'm like, you know what? I'm very open to doing them. Yeah. And it really does help that a lot of people have been super supportive of that like type of content. And I think my distaste, my initial distaste for uh, the vlogging kind of stemmed from like some of the biggest content on YouTube is just people vlogging lifestyles type of content, mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm, I watch myself as well, but I, I find that it is just pure entertainment and not something that people can learn from, not something that people can like take information away from. Mm. So whenever I do my vlogs, I want to try and inject my um, opinion, uh, give a little bit of information. Yeah my last vlog where I went vintage shopping, I wanted to show people my favorite places to go vintage shopping in Vegas. That was a good Yeah. Thank you. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do a vlog, I'm not going to have this be throwaway content because I don't like that. I don't want someone to watch my video and be like, oh, I didn't really get anything from that. Yeah. I want people to be like, oh, see, uh, maybe you watch my video and maybe one day you'll eventually visit Vegas or something and be like, oh, hey, I remember someone did a vlog in Vegas about vintage clothing refer back to the video and it'd be something that's useful, you know? Right. For sure. Yeah. And, and that was a great video. You went to some good, really good spots and it seems like the thrifts in, in Vegas are, are pretty damn good. If I, if, uh, from, <laughs> from what you, from what you showed, it looked like it looked pretty good. Uh, like real thrift stores, like savers, goodwills I mean, and stuff like that. You won't find much like, there. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's a real hit or miss. Like it's, I got, right. I find something 
maybe 25% of the time. Right, but right. Uh, a lot of the curated vintage spots in Vegas actually are really, really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I have been doing like going to those vintage shops for a couple of years now. And like, there's all, there's something for everyone, um, oh, not just clothing as well. There's mm-hmm. like furniture, uh, like, yep. Furniture, collectible toys. Uh, my girlfriend collects uh, vintage cameras and everything like that. So it's really just kind of not just like me trying to like find content. This is just stuff that I've been doing for a while and yeah. to document it is kind of like the least I could do for people who are interested, you know? For sure. For sure. Um, speaking of, of, of clothes, I mean, vintage isn't, isn't all you buy. You buy a, a lot of, a lot of really good stuff from a lot of really good brands. Your latest video lastly, last week, excuse me, was the Rick Owens, uh, the Creech Cargos and the Geo Baskets. That was a cool video. Um, you know, uh, for all of us out there who one day dream of having those pieces, um, <laughs> but let's start with the Creech Cargo, man. Uh, how are they in hand? How are they? Oh, dude. Ah, uh, man. The ones that I got are hundred percent cotton. They're, um, pretty rigid as far as like how stretchable they are. They're not very forgiving, but honestly the drop crotch helps with that. Yeah. Um, that one was definitely, uh, like a moment where I was like, okay, I want to pull the trigger. I really want a pair of Creech Cargos and I've wanted a pair of Creech Cargos. It was kind of my, like, yeah. my, it was kind of my white whale. It was my, like, yeah. I really, since the start of me liking fashion, I was, I saw somebody wear it. I don't remember who, but yeah. it was just like Creech Cargos. That's like right. the thing. And I know they're not like a big, uh, they're not like in trend per se, but it was like representative of my goals at the beginning of me liking fashion. Mm. And to be able, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I can, I could at that moment afford that. And I was like, okay, this is a piece of clothing that not only has like, looks really cool, fits pretty well into my wardrobe, but it, it, in, in my eyes represents something that like I've, I've met a goal and, uh, just on a personal level, I think that's kind of like the type of feeling that I absolutely love about clothing. When you're looking at these things online and you're looking at, um, like social media or really like new collections of like different brands. You're just like, Oh, I want to buy that. But it, it just kind of has this satisfying feeling of like, I love this pair of pants, you know? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And like, yeah. It, and it has a story for you. It like, it, it meant something. I know you said in your IG post, like you've wanted them for like five years. Yeah. Half a decade. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a long journey to like wanting, a particular garment and then finally being able to have that and showcase that off. I'm sure that's like really special for you. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's something that I really hope to continue doing. And I really hope to never lose that feeling. Cause like, I think that's kind of the best part of being into fashion is just mm-hmm. when you feel, when you feel like you've attained something that you didn't yeah. think you could have, it's just like, it's just, you can equate it to any other goal in any other person's life, not just fashion. It's really right. just, a milestone, even if I'm, even if a minor one, it is a milestone in my eyes, you know? For sure. I mean, we all have our hobbies. We can't knock it. You know what I mean? Some people, yeah, yeah some people buy expensive paintings, for example, or whatever. And, and oh, yeah, know, exactly. to, to them, that means something. I 100% get it. You know, for me, uh, when I, when I get my hand, uh, when I get my hands on a pair of, um, uh, like Andy Millimeister reverse lace up oh. boots, uh, I think I'm going to have that Beautiful. feeling because I wanted those boots for years, you know, and I'm so, yeah, yeah. and I'm so close, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll end up getting them soon, but that's like one piece in my mind that I've, I've, I've always wanted it. It like represents something more to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really neat, but anything, 
anything else on the list that you don't have yet that you know that you're looking to get in the future oh man uh as for right now um i think the only thing that like well there are definitely a couple of things but uh i think a pair of carol christian pole mm. um tornado boots yeah yeah those are hot right now man those are hot yeah yeah and it's just like for me it's the quality of the leather that's used uh the sheer amount of numbers that they're able to produce because of the quality of leather uh the handmade aspect the sometimes like off-putting um nature of the brand of carol christian pole in general is just something that is so (laughs) alluring and just so like I don't even know if it'll look good on me to be honest with you, but it's just that like, I don't know if this is for me, but I want to at least try it. Yeah. It's like that type of feeling. And it, I love boots. It, it yeah. just seems like everything for that item just kind of falls into place for me. And yeah. So the Carol Christian Paul Tornado boots, um, other than that, there are like some pieces that I want not to wear, but more so as like, more collector's items. Mm. I really, really want a pair of Levi's 501s specifically from a World War II era. Oh, wow. Uh, just just for me. I mean, obviously, yeah, like yeah. I've, I've said before in my videos and stuff that I love denim, but that was a moment where they did a lot of major changes to the actual, um, to the actual garment because of the nature of the time. Yeah. You know they were trying to ration, so the the um, copper rivets were kind of like, you know, nix the co- some most copper copper rivets, and then they wanted to save on thread, so they instead of using thread for the Levi's logo on the back pocket, they kind of just like painted them on. Mm. And I think it's just such a cool uh, garment to have because it was influenced by history. Yeah, yeah, and maybe not something you would wear, but just something that you would keep in the collection as, as really like a piece of art that you could that you can keep with you forever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's my version of buying fine art. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and those CCP boots, man, are also a piece of art, but, um, Oh yeah. And and I know you've been talking, uh, you mentioned boots and we talked about this in the last episode, kind of like this resurgence of combat boots and people have been Mm -hmm. wearing a lot of boots. And in my opinion, you've been a a big part of that. Um, you know, a majority of what you wear is boots and, and a lot of the looks that you pull off are, um, look very well put together and the footwear is a big part of that. So, um, you know, anybody listening to the show who wants to dive into boots more for you, you know, what's a good starting point uh, to get into boots? So my like two go-tos that are like um, probably the most attainable and easiest to get into um, as far as comfort goes, if you're like a person who came from sneakers like me, uh, I trying on my first couple of pairs of boots, I was kind of like not really on board at first, just because of the comfort aspect. I used to wear boost. I used to wear Jordans. I used to wear things like that, that were um, really capitalizing on comfort. Mm. And I mean, if you're looking for comfort, boots aren't the way to go. But when I try at first, I tried a pair of Doc Martens took a while to break in as everybody I'm sure knows, but now they're just as comfortable as sneakers to me. And honestly, boots like Doc Martens are such a great entry level. Um, yeah, they might not be the cheapest boot ever, but I think that the look, the construction, they last a rather long time. It's a great segue for you to get into 
stay in that realm of boots Mm -hmm. or kind of like graduate more into higher end pairs of boots and not just that, but also vintage military boots are always probably the perfect type of combat boot to get into if you're, if you're new to it, Mm -hmm. because there's so many different types of iterations and variations throughout the decades. And that just segues into more just learning because I mean, I have a pair of combat boots from the sixties, the eighties, the nineties all have very different things. And I, and that interested me. So I yeah. went and looked into more why they're different, like in those ways, why right. they made those improvements. Right. And so like, it's just a domino effect, you know, like, so yeah, Doc Martens, vintage combat boots. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once you, once you graduate uh, from that, you can get into the higher end stuff and, and you do see, you do have some of those higher end pieces. Um, I believe you have some Guidis as well. Um, I do. I do. And uh, honestly, I need to ask you, cause that's, that's actually next on my list is a pair of Guidis. Um, <laughs> how are those boots? How have they worked for you? Oh man. Uh, I have loved them so very, very, very much. Uh, like Guidi and um, CCP are kind of like, in my eyes, like on the same level of like leather quality. Yeah. And so when you get a pair in hand, it really is like truly something special. Like it Mm. is like, I have a pair of horse leather, um, horse leather boots with the tank sole or combat sole, Vibram sole, whatever it's called. Yeah. But those like feel so substantial and I had never had anything that was horse leather before. Mm. And so I was like, wow, this is like such a different material to be used it looks really different than any other boot that i've ever worn and then i also have another pair of um actually i got a new pair of guidi derbies yeah that are in a a a gray yeah 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 and it's like it just goes so seamlessly with everything and that's i think like where my love for boots and derbies i kind of like really stem from it's that like back when I was into sneakers and stuff, it was mostly the sneakers that stood out. That was the statement piece. Whereas nowadays I want everything to kind of seamlessly transition together. And like to the naked eye, it'd be like, Oh, you're just wearing a pair of derbies. You're just wearing a pair of boots, but to intrinsically know that they're whatever quality that they are, it just makes me more proud to wear them. And it goes so seamlessly with everything that it doesn't need to be the statement. Everything, the entire outfit can go ahead and shine as yep. opposed to only one aspect of the outfit that can shine, you know? 100%, 100%. Yeah. And I think boots are a great job, uh, you know, for, for those listening to, to, to kind of, uh, help build your wardrobe around uh, the beautiful thing about boots is that you can wear them with a lot of things and they kind of like seamlessly, seamlessly, excuse me, tie together. Um, yeah. but for the summer, man, it, it's getting hot over there in, in Vegas, as we were talking about before, uh, um, what are you going to be wearing this summer? What do you think is going to be uh, your kind of go-to fit for the summer? And I know Vegas gets hot, man. And when yeah, I, and when man. I say hot, I mean like <laughs> you can't go outside hot, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> on those days that you do want to go out, uh, what's going to be your go-to? Oh man. You know, dressing for hotter weather is one of my least favorite things to do. I got to say, like, it is not a whole lot of fun to try and look good in the summer. I, I personally, for the most part, do not like wearing shorts, Mm. but I mean, when it hits maybe into the one twenties here in Vegas at at the worst parts of summer and it's extremely dry, um, it'll sometimes be 
absolutely dangerous to go outside during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely a whole, like I, my summer staples that I usually don't post on my social media are mostly kind of, uh, like Hawaiian shirts, silk Mm. shirts, things that are linen, um, linen pants. Yeah. And, uh, I wear a majority of a lot of the things I wear are actually black, so it doesn't really help. But yeah. the more lighter weight things, I've actually gotten a couple of uh, things specifically to wear for summer. Uh, I've gotten yeah. a pair of very lightweight Arc'teryx pants just to be able to have black pants yeah. that are that fit well, but they're also like lightweight and suitable for summer weather. Um, so yeah, like Hawaiian shirts, I don't like personally wearing tank tops, but if I do, I'll do a tank top and a Hawaiian shirt. Mm. Um, as far as footwear goes, we're Birkenstocks all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and those are Birkenstocks. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah. Birkenstocks, uh, just other sandals. Um, I actually like, well, we're like still, wear, I'll still wear like um, derbies. We'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No worries there. Uh, loafers are all obviously a great, great way to go in the summer. And I actually really like mules. Mm. I know a lot of like men aren't really on that, like, aren't really cool with that. Just it's because growing, though. It's, it's a growing like segment of people I've seen wearing mules. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. But, um, if, if for those of you who have never worn mules, like sometimes you legit need to like change the way you walk. Mm. Cause like you don't have that backing, it's not secure on your foot. So like it, you can't walk too fast. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta keep in mind, like yeah. it's just kind of like sitting on your foot as opposed to like locked in place. Right. And so it's taken like, honestly, like quite a while for me to uh, get used to it. Yeah. But um, I actually have a pair of like Henderski mules as well as a leaks mules that I yeah. will just pull out on like a lazy day, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it just like looks good. I think, uh, I think, uh, I mean, uh, on the show too, this has been mentioned before by other people. I mean, people are not feeling the shorts, man. Uh, I don't know. It's just something about shorts and trying to get looks off. Obviously sometimes like you just don't have a choice, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like summer is, is a lot of compromise in a lot of ways with dressing. You, yeah. you got to really just do what gets the job done. And, oh, yeah. and, and that means like not a lot of layering and, you know, mm-hmm. in fashion layering is one of the most important aspects of, of trying to, uh, trying to express yourself is, is through layering. And in the summer, that's hard to do. However, I think like vintage tees, linen pants, uh, loafers, derby sneakers, like just mm-hmm. simple, simple, nice, well to put uniform outfits, uh, uh, lend themselves really well in the summer. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like, I don't know. I think my dislike for shorts and I don't know if this is, um, I don't know if this is just me or anybody else, but, uh, trying to kind of reason it out with myself thinking why I don't like shorts. I think it's because of the lack of detail that you're able to give, like to put off when you Mm. wear a pair of pants, a lot of times it can have like a indefinite shape, whether that be slim, wide, skinny, whatever it may be. Yeah. There's distressing, there's different areas of the pant that you can see, like at the back of the knee, there's the creasing that makes it look like a well-lived-in pant. So there's a lot of details that you can really provide in a pair of pants, whereas shorts, there's such a little material there and such a little variation in what you're looking at. Shorts Mm. tend to be really boring, unless they're like a pair of cargo shorts or something like that. And I don't know, I think it's, it's just that like, I haven't found really the right pair of shorts to really like look at and be like, I like this better than wearing a pair of pants, you know? For sure. For sure. It's all about compromise, man. You may be hot, but at least you look good. Right. So yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the compromise. Um, 
dude, uh, Instagram has been a really big platform for you to kind of grow and, and show your fits off. Um, but in a lot of ways, you know, social media can be kind of unhealthy. And I know on your YouTube channel, you, you even touched on mental health. And, and mm -hmm. uh, I think you touched on it with Kanye West. And, yeah. and and obviously mental health is a big part of, of uh, is a big conversation to be had right now with social media. Um, but, you know, with fashion as well, I, I think we've all, I, I can speak to myself, we've all gotten in this trap of, oh, I need to post a fit pic. Um, you, know, I, you know, I need to post a fit pic. I need to try to grow my audience. And I know that sounds stupid, but I think it's something that we all go through. Uh, we've all been through at some point. So, um, you know, for, for you and yourself, um, you know, posting fit pics on Instagram has obviously, you know, been really rewarding for, for yourself as well. But do you ever find yourself uh, in this kind of rut, if you will, on, on, on social media? And, and how do you, how do you like stay healthy? mentally healthy, you know, with social media. Oh man, dude, that like, it really, uh, it may seem like the persona that I put forward is more so like, so confident that mm -hmm. like things like that wouldn't affect me, but no, it's like, it's, it's real, you know, it, it exists and it exists for a lot of people. And for, for me, uh, it, it's just kind of like every so often, whether it be from yourself or from other people, you just need that grounding, you know, like understand that social media life and your real life are two completely different things. You got to take care of what you got to take care of in your real life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And people who are on social media, like, yeah, there'll be times where I'm like, Oh man, like I want to post a, a fit pic. Uh, I don't know if this is going to do well. And like, you're just like, oh man, I don't know if this is worth posting. I don't think it's going to do well. I don't like, I want to, I want to grow. And the need for growth or the want for growth is super, super natural. Whenever you're uh, just any person who likes something, you're going to want to see growth. Yeah. Whether that be like big growth, little growth, doesn't really matter. Seeing recognition for whatever it is that you like will always, always, always feel good. Yeah. It's a positive feedback loop for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And I have plenty of times found that like, oh man, I'm just not going to post this one just because I don't think it'll do well. And I'm trying to really, for me, I'm trying to get out of that loop just because I hate that feeling. And it's just like, yeah. not, it, it, it does, it's not conducive. Cause like once you feel bad, then like you kind of feel less motivated to do really anything else, even outside of that realm. And so what I've personally been doing since obviously we're in the middle of the pandemic and we're not able to really go out as much, uh, every time I do go out, even if it's going to be like, I'm going to the grocery store, even if I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get some lunch with my girlfriend. I'm going to do whatever. I always will like put on an outfit that I'm personally proud of something that I enjoy seeing myself in, you know, uh, try taking a fit pic. I always take it majority of the times at the same place, yeah. which is like really close to my house. And so I'll ask my brother and my girlfriend, like, Hey, take this quick fit pic for me. It takes like maybe five, 10 minutes max and then yeah. move on with my day and then kind of look back at it at the end of the day. And I'm like, do I still like this? Is this something that I want to post? And a lot of times if I put on a fit, even for a menial task, if I put on a fit that I'm proud of, I'm like, you know what? I feel better. And I'm just going to post it anyway, just because I'm proud of my, I'm proud of seeing myself in it. Yeah. And it's really just that you kind of got to trust yourself. You know, you got to trust your own judgment in what you're going to wear. And yeah. like, no, there have been times, man, where like, I legit, like I hop over to the nearest Walmart and Rick Owens and I'm like, no, it's all good. Like, I don't even care. People are looking at me in like drop crotch items or things that are a little bit more eclectic looking, looking a little weird, but I mean, at least it's weird in a positive way. 
Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I, and that's something that I think we all struggle with. And it's something that uh, a lot of people who can, or listen to this part can relate to as well is like, you know, you see people who like post really good fit pictures on Instagram and you're like, man, like, why can't I do that? Or man, they look so good in that. You know, why can't I do that? And it can, it, it can have like a positive and a negative effect on people. And I think it's really mm-hmm. important, um, for, for people to understand is that like, um, you know, so what you see on social media is, is what the person who's posting wants you to see, you know, and, and there's a whole, there's a whole life and a whole world, um, outside of, of, of what you see on Instagram. And I think that's why podcasts like this are important is that, you know, people can like connect to, um, you know, this particular person, this influencer, if you will. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't like that word, but I mean, that's like the only, I word. agree. I yeah. completely <laughs> agree with that, <laughs> but you know, people can connect with that person outside of what they typically see on Instagram. And it's a good way for people to like, learn about, uh, the people that you follow on Instagram and, and that you like to see. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it, you, it, it has like negative and positive effects for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if there's anything that I ever would tell anybody and, uh, and this is not me speaking as like someone who has quote unquote made it, I'm still very small myself. I'm not like trying to say I've made it anywhere big, but I, for one, just completely appreciate what I've been, what I've been able to do so far. But as for every person of influence in anything, not even just fashion, but anything, you're right. Social media is just a curated version of what people want to display of their lives. Um, you don't see, you don't see the cracks, but they're there Mm. and you can never judge. And you can never say that that person probably has it easier or harder than anybody else. Mm. You know, like seeing it's social media is like a cover letter. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not a resume. You don't know, you don't know the breakdown of what's going on. That's an interesting analogy. I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard about it like that. Yeah. It's, it's literally just the attention grabber to the person. Mm. And then once you kind of follow them on social media for a while, you can then like see and kind of pick out, you then develop kind of a rapport with that person. Even if not verbally, you just kind of like, okay, you follow them for this reason. For and sure. that's a lot of people that I follow with fashion. I'm like, there are people that I follow for particularly techwear reasons, particularly avant-garde reasons, vintage reasons. Like it is that um, you have this representation representation of that person in your mind uh, through social media. It might not necessarily be the most true representation of them, but that's how you perceive them, you know? Yeah. And that, that's kind of why I want to get a lot of creatives as I can on the pod is, is so people can kind of connect uh, with some of these creatives, with some of these people who are really into fashion, um, in a way that you couldn't just get, you know, through a fit pick, because I think it's important to connect to, you know, the people that you look up to, uh, in this particular industry and space. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, that's a really interesting point. Um, but Hey man, 2021, we're already four months into this thing. Um, you can say the world is not much different. Well, it's a little different. I mean, people are getting vaccinated and going out, it's, you know, it's a little better. It's um, getting there. <laughs> it's getting there. Maybe not what we thought it would be a, a year into the pandemic, but uh, nonetheless, you know, we're moving. But any personal goals for this year? Um, any personal goals for the YouTube channel? And any personal goals, you know, with, with, with your personal style? Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I've been able to kind of uh, progress myself in uh, what I do as my day job, I definitely want to move on with my adult life and in a sense and yeah. uh, do a lot more things. I've been able to uh, 
uh, buy a car. Uh, I'm going, definitely going to be, cause I still live at home. That's one thing. I'm 25. I still live at home. My parents ain't no shame about it. You know, saving up money, doing what I can. Um, yeah. And, and you went to school and you have a, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're pursuing something in, in you and what you went to school for. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I'm, you know, building up that money, doing what I can. There's not a lot of progression that really can happen in, in regard to like right now with the pandemic, there's not a lot of uh, room to make all that many improvements if it's not like, you know, something that you can do at home. Yeah. But uh, as for my personal style, I mean, if I'm honest, I have a lot of stuff. Um, I'm not going to front I spent a lot of money on the stuff that I buy and a lot of it's quite unnecessary. And I, I really want to try and um, dwindle that down, uh, try and really isolate exactly what it is that I like in my personal style. So definitely downsize my wardrobe Yeah, is one personal goal for me. That's always a hard thing to do as well. I mean, you get connected with these pieces and. Oh, absolutely. And- Dude. Like I've had things that I haven't worn for years and i'm just like mm, am i am i am i gonna get rid of it mm. yeah. like from my like sneakerhead days i still have a couple of things that i'm like oh man this is really cool yeah, but i would yeah. like never wear it anymore right, you know right. yeah that's, and a, so, that's a big uh, struggle that's a big struggle we all go through it's just like trying to like cycle in and cycle out our wardrobe and our rotations oh yeah for sure um, um but uh, uh youtube wise any goals for youtube i uh, as far as social media and YouTube both together, I kind of lump them together. I actually don't really give myself long-term goals for those things just because I don't want to, I don't want to do things because I purely want to grow from them. I want to do it because it's organic. You know, it's, it's, um, since I have the luxury of having a full-time job that I don't need to make that the way that I make my living, I think that I have the luxury of growing organically, even if I don't grow as quickly as maybe, you know, whatever channels out there, I think I'm actually really happy with just making videos that I love and growing as organically as I possibly can. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to assign a number because I never think that I would deserve any, uh, any particular number based off what I do. It's if, if people enjoy what I, if people enjoy what I put out, whether that be fit pics or videos, and they subscribe or uh, follow, that's on them. And yeah. if they appreciate what I do, uh, that's, you know, more than I could ask from anybody else, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, you being able to support yourself, that means that there's no like external pressures to do well with, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube or, or anything else. You can kind of just grow at your pace, which is really neat. Um, any advice to somebody who, who wants to get into YouTube, anybody who's listening to this, who, you know, thinks they have a, a good eye and, and they want to, to start creating content, any advice for them? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, the one thing that I, well, maybe not one thing I've, I've learned plenty of things, but like one of the major things that I've learned from, uh, doing what I do is that taking the chance and making something that you're happy with. You know, like you, you know yourself the best. And if you think that you want to at least pursue something or try something, just do it. Just try it. If you have the means, then just try it because you don't know what's going to stick. You have no idea what will actually catch fire. Yeah. And you, I mean, maybe you might be, might not be the most confident person, but you don't need to be. And that's like the, the illusion here is that like, yeah. it seems like every influencer is like the most confident person in themselves when in reality, 
It's just that they took the chance to do it. Mm. And even if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just if you have a passion for something and you want to express that, nothing is stopping you. It's really only what's in your head that's stopping you. And if it works, good. If it doesn't work, then move on. It's not like it, it's not the end of the world if something doesn't work out for you. Yeah. And you have, I mean, even giving it the opportunity to come to, for something to come to fruition, you're already like stepping in the right direction. You know, you just got to take the first steps. You can't imagine like, it's, it's funny because when I, before I started my YouTube channel, there were so many questions that I had. There were so many, like, I don't know if my personality is fit for this. I don't know if I can sustain making content for a, an extended period of time. A lot I don't of insecurities, know. you know, that go into the, yeah. 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 I didn't, I, at, at the start of it, I was like, I don't think my taste is good enough for people to even consider credible. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Just, you know, just take a it. chance. Just yeah. do it, man. Like, yeah, yeah. just do it. Yeah. Just take that chance. Yeah. I never would have thought that I'm at about 2,200 subscribers now. Um, I never would have thought any of that would have ever like even happened. Yeah. And I'm thankful for each and every one. And I'm thankful for each and every person that has ever reached out, you included, of course, but um, I've met and talked to so many truly talented and great people yeah. that honestly my life would be a whole lot more boring if I didn't even I didn't try doing what I'm doing now you know yeah yeah 100 I, I can agree with that I mean I've met so many people doing the podcast and, and doing my blog as well where it's just like if I wouldn't have done it uh, there's friendships that I wouldn't have there's conversations yep. I would never have there's uh, you know even talks about like philosophy and and, and, things, mm -hmm. and and things like what we like wearing stuff that would never have happened and I think like what what impact, what impact have those people have, have had in my life where if they weren't in my life, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here today, even being able to do this podcast or, or things of that nature. And it's just like a truly humbling experience. Um, you yeah. know, how nice everybody has been in and around like the YouTube space and, and Instagram space, if you will. Um, yeah. That, that's another thing. Like it, I thought, and I had this notion that like the fashion space would be so particular and so like in a sense judgmental because that's exactly what it is. We're judging everybody's fits that we see. Yeah. Do we like it or do we not like it? Right. But it has been so very welcoming and I am so very like thankful and impressed. And I never yeah. like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've, I've been impressed too. The, you know, the feedback has, has been great and just meeting people has been great. Um, mm -hmm. Josh, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, man, uh, any advice for people trying to build their wardrobe and build their personal style, whether they're into street, whether they're into the avant-garde stuff, whether into archive vintage, uh, you know, what's some personal advice you can give for someone looking to build and expand on their wardrobe? Ooh, I would say explore whatever you think is interesting, even if it might not be the most popular thing in the world, mm. just go in that direction. Like just at least explore the different options that you have. Mm. Um, definitely don't put all your eggs in one basket and just go for one straight style. I mean, yes, you might like one particular style specifically, but you are a versatile individual. You and everybody else in the world are as versatile as uh, your opinions make you out to be. Yeah. Uh, maybe your body types, maybe your, like for me personally, like skin tone has a lot of like, uh, 
like plays a lot into what I consider looking good and not looking good on my body in yeah, combination yeah. of colors. Right. Um, you know, try things out. Don't be shy. Uh, people will judge you. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Get over it because honestly, they'll judge you, but they'll never know you unless they actually get to know you. Mm. You know, be as true to your own personal preferences as you possibly can, because the more you are, the more genuine your personal style it essentially comes out later on in life, you know? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it's a journey kind of like building your wardrobe and finding out what works for you and what doesn't. I mean, you're, we're both 25, so looking back mm -hmm. within, even, even, even in our adult lives, like the past... Well, you know, however many years, like we've, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine, you know, stuff I even wore two or three years ago wearing now, you know? Oh yeah, so, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so people are always growing, always evolving. It's not something that kind of like, you know, happens overnight. It takes time. And it honestly makes me jealous sometimes, man. I know guys that are younger than me, 20, 22, 23, who, uh, who I think have better style than me. And I'm like, man, these guys figured mm -hmm. it out. These guys figured it out way before I did, you know? And I, I don't some even think I figured it out. Some people start so young. Oh my goodness, man. Like I, I've chatted, I've chatted with some people and uh, there was one, there was one dude that's like 16 and I was like, no, I'm a decade older than you. <laughs> <laughs> and their, their style is like so good. And I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. If, only I, if only I was wearing that when I was 16, 17, 18, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, man, like y'all have an early start. Y'all go make it. Cause it yeah. like, <laughs> when I was 16, boy, I'm wearing Volcom in high school or something like, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, exactly. Just trying whatever sticks. I feel that for sure. So fashion's yeah. a journey. The main takeaway, fashion's a journey. It takes time, you know, enjoy what you enjoy and, and figure it out for yourself. But uh, Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Just the simple stuff. My Instagram, where's underscore Galdo, and my YouTube is just under my name, Joshua Galdo. Uh, can't thank you enough, man. I always love these conversations. Yeah, yeah for sure. And and uh, I know we've had a, a few of these in the past, but you know, it's always good to talk to you and catch up. Um, so yeah, appreciate you coming on the pod. Uh, to the listeners, thanks for listening. As always, you can follow us on the Selective at the Selective and view our website. All of that good stuff, including Josh's Instagram and YouTube channel will be linked in the show notes below. Uh, if you will, please leave us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app since we are on there now. And uh, we will give you a shout-out on the next episode. Uh, for me, for Josh, for the team at The Selective, um, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next week.